Our first reading for today is from the 34th chapter of Deuteronomy. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 21st chapter of Matthew. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem... The whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables and the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. <clears throat> but when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, 
and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant and they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. Leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but leaves, only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive, if you have faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation in the small catechism with the first article. What is the first article? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and it still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the last portion of this section on the creed, Luther had gone through a whole list of things that God gives to us that very often we, and meaning Christians and even non-Christians, we don't even ask for it, but he gives them to us. And he, Luther had this last line, all this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. And that goes for everything we receive, food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home. All of these he gives to Christians and non-Christians alike. And we haven't deserved it. We haven't earned it. We haven't merited it. Nothing. None of that. And the greatest gift that we see God giving to us, it's not superficial things, if I may say that, like clothing, shoes, house, home. It's his own son. Today in our gospel reading from Matthew, we have this passage from Isaiah that says this. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, 
the fall of a beast of burden. Nobody asked Jesus Christ to do what Jesus Christ did. And in fact, when Peter found out that Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem and be punished by the chief priests and die and rise again, Jesus did tell Peter that, Peter tried to stop it. For our sake, thankfully, Peter didn't stop it, wasn't able to. This was God's choice. He rode that donkey into Jerusalem, that triumphal entry we call it, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden, because that is exactly what Jesus was coming to do in Jerusalem. Be a beast of burden for us. To show us God's greatest gift to us by having his own son die on a cross for us, for the forgiveness of all of our sins. And that takes on such such a precious emphasis, a precious message, especially today. Today is All Saints Day when we in the church celebrate the resurrection of the dead that we have been promised by Christ, and we celebrate that those who have died in the faith right now are not dead, but quite alive with God and Christ in heaven. This is our great gift that Christ himself earned for us, and it all comes through the forgiveness of sins. It all comes to us, that gift, because of what he did for us on the cross. All you have to do is think back to the Garden of Eden. And and this all makes sense. What did God tell Adam and Eve would happen if they ate fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? The day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Death. So in that Garden of Eden, you have the first sin. And what comes out of the first sin? The eating, that transgression. Death. And now, thanks to what Christ has done, and our catechism speaks of this in the Lord's Supper, wherever there is forgiveness of sins, forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. So as in the Garden of Eden, sin brought death. Thanks to Christ, where there's forgiveness of sins, there's life. Their salvation. This is what God has done for us. This is what God has done for every Christian ever since Adam and Eve who died in faith. With their sins forgiven, they have life. Right now, they have life. And they have life to come in the resurrection of the dead. This is the greatest gift that God has given to us. We can rejoice every day that, yes, we have clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, devout husband or wife, devout children. We can give thanks for those things. They are important things and precious things to give thanks for. But today, All Saints Day, we give thanks for the greatest gift. One that has even now only started to have been opened, this gift. Because those who have died in the faith, they are certainly alive with Christ right now in heaven. But one day, 
There'll be a physical resurrection of the dead, and that day has not come yet because Christ has not returned yet. But that day will come. And it will come for all of us. That's truly the greatest gift our Heavenly Father has given to us through Christ. And as the Catechism says, all this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. Because of this, as Luther said, for all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.